0: What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 48 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. So, uh, Steve, did I do a line of Coke before I did that <laughs> intro? Or... Let's <laughs> see how it is. You host the oh. show. You do a lackluster job. You talk shit, and then you go on. You go gallivant on your vacation. I was
1: just. I was. So, I was so ashamed with my comments. I just had to run away. I was really scared of of speaking to you, P. That's what it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, uh, we're all back. I'm in the driver's seat, so this should be a good one. Uh, on this week's show, we're talking about Shovel Knight, Pokemon, and answering your questions. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited to jump into it. So let's let's just get to it. Uh, we'll kick things off the way we often do by talking about what we're playing this week. Steve, you've been gone. You're playing new games. Yeah. What you been up to?
1: I've been playing the random drop from Nintendo called The Stratchers. It's this really weird little co-op game that... that- was surprise drop last week. Have you guys seen this?
0: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so weird.
1: Have either of you played it yet?
0: No.
2: No, not yet. It's by the... Uh, so Nintendo published it, but it's by the devs that did Little Nightmares, which is a really odd mix. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's so random. It's, it's
1: nothing like Little Nightmares. It's, um it's like crazy taxi meets like theme hospital meets um H- human fall flat and a bunch of other games it's it's like good slapstick comedy i had i've, I've been having such a good time with it and um yeah it's great
0: you had me a crazy taxi
1: <laughs> honestly it is it is that and like the person you're playing you can either play one player or two player i recommend playing two player it's a lot more fun mm-hmm. when you play two player because you've got it's kind of like that overcooked thing of you you end up shouting at the other person's like no no you got to come this way or oh let me pull the stretcher out your back to go and pick up these dizzy people it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun and like you can alternate who drives and the other person that doesn't drive controls the sirens so you can like push the right stick push the stick in on the, the joy-con so you play with one joy-con each uh, and you can push the stick in to control the sirens, so you can—you've always got something to do, even if the other person's driving. You can just annoy people with the sirens, which, is, <laughs> which has been fun.
2: <laughs> I'm contributing,
1: but uh, yeah, I'm—I'm enjoying—I'm I'm enjoying it. I—I'd um, recommend picking it up if you're looking for some little co-op game. I think it's going to be a popular one coming up to Christmas. It's kind of got that Snipperclips style co-op thing that you know Nintendo's p- probably looking to go for. Mm-hmm. Something you can just buy a single Switch and then just play. Um, co-op with i don't know how it would really function on the switch Lite. i guess you would only play one player for the most part because it is a uh, couch co-op only there's no like online co-op so you could technically theoretically attach two joy cons and play on the switch Lite screen but it's it's definitely more intended for the switch proper
0: so <clears throat> do you feel like it's appropriately priced at 20 dollars
1: yeah, I would say so. There's there's quite a lot of content, there's a, there's multiple islands you go to, there's side quests, so there's some of the side quests you go and you just cut down logs of wood, and then as you learn to do those things you can build like ramps around the town, and then you uh, have this sticker book you need to fill in which is like achievements that you can get, so some of them is like getting air in your ambulance, so you need to build the ramps around the town to get the air and jump and and do all those cool things. So there's quite a lot to do alongside um, just doing the the standard missions. But some of the missions have been, uh, or the quests have been quite difficult in finding the people and solving the puzzles. There is definitely a puzzle aspect to the game as you go through. Uh, they're not particularly challenging, but and the majority of the aspect and the the pool of the game comes from the slapstick comedy and just having fun with whoever you're playing with. Um, but it's been it's, it's been a good time, and I, I would recommend it. Um, it might be one of those ones people want to wait till it comes on sale, but it's a Nintendo published game, so whether that ever happens is another matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. It might it might <laughs> going into the holidays, but other than that, you're probably not going to see it. You know, they might do one of those big. Nintendo sales on Black Friday or going into Christmas, like the mm-hmm. one time a year where they make Breath of the Wild like fifty percent <laughs> off or whatever.
1: <laughs> no, they don't ever make it fifty percent off. They make it fifty dollars instead of sixty dollars. That's about as much as it ever goes.
0: I I want to say last year there was one point where they had it like fifty percent off because I remember people like freaking out, being like, "Oh my god, if you don't have it, like it's the cheapest <laughs> you'll ever see it." <laughs> Uh, that's cool, though, man. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I was interested in that one, but I was, I guess, a little wary of it because, like, shadow-dropping a game from Nintendo was, yeah. uh, it's like, a little bit weird. It's like, why wouldn't they promote this?
1: It kind of makes me wonder if they'd had, like, a Nintendo Direct lined up where they were gonna announce all this Pokemon stuff that's leaked that they haven't really spoken about, that they were gonna do, maybe bundle it in with the Terry announcement, add stretches in. I mean... But I don't know.
0: We... we... Talked about this a few weeks ago that we're like, oh, there'll definitely be another direct before Pokemon comes out, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that uh that there was one plan and it it got shuffled around or something. But I don't know. It's so weird. It's just a weird one it, to see this game that, like, by all accounts is good. It seems like people are enjoying it. But like, why wouldn't you do more to promote it? Maybe they just didn't yeah. want to take away from Pokemon marketing. But then why put it out now? I don't know. It, 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 go, it goes back to the conversation you and I had about Little Town Hero, you know, mm. like where it's just like, why? Like, why is this the move then? Like, if you didn't want to b- promote it, or you didn't want to take attention away from Pokemon, why put it out in Thanksgiving? Or, I almost just said, why put it out in Thanksgiving? Why put <laughs> it out in November at all?
1: When is Thanksgiving then? Because presumably they want it out in time for that.
0: Uh, right? it's, it's, the, it's the last Thursday, so it's the 28th, yeah.
1: So it's the week after the next, so it's still a while to go mm-hmm. until yeah, Thanksgiving. definitely. So, strange. Yeah, I don't It's know. a strange one.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to make of it, but, uh, well, I'm glad you're liking it. I, I'm i interested in it, so I might, next time I have a, a reason for a, a party game, I think I might pick this one up. Uh, so, Pixel, you mm-hmm. played Layton's Mystery Journey, uh, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition. I'm glad you read out the full title. I sure did. We <laughs> talked about this uh last week. It was one coming out. You said you were very interested in it. Uh mm-hmm. you had been a big fan of the Layton games. What's your take on this one? So, it's a tough one. Oh, that's a good that's a good yeah, place that's a good to start. So,
2: <laughs> uh-huh. It no, it's a, I like some parts of it. I dislike other parts of it. Um and it's one of those things where those parts always existed in previous titles. So it's not really fair to criticize it for those because I do like past games. But it just seems to extend it a bit more or just make it a bit more awkward in this version. And for that, for me, those bits are, I love the puzzles, All right, Give me as many of those as you can. Fire five in a row, that's perfect. But in Layton's Mystery Journey, they kind of just pad everything out ridiculously with storyline. And I'm not talking like an overall... There is an overall arching storyline. But each kind of chapter of the game, so to speak, is a case that you have to solve, an overall case. Okay. And it's just packed with loads of dialogue, repetitive going back and forth to the same locations, and the same characters popping up, just because I presume it's easier to reuse those assets. And like the background art and everything looks perfect, but the storyline's just just seems like fluff to me. Like, there's a bit too much fluff.
1: You know You know what? This it sounds very much of my thoughts on the Ace Attorney series that I bought earlier this year, mm-hmm. which is that in order to do anything, I'm constantly going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then... You Yeah, you see the same characters all the time. There's multiple stories in each of the games, and they always crop up again and again. And I haven't finished the, the first game. I know that they all cohesively pull together in the end, and it makes sense why some of the characters keep popping up. But um, I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe the visual novel thing isn't 100% for me.
2: Yeah, well, I got to a point where... I was literally just mashing the A button for like three minutes just so I could get to a puzzle. Like I, I start, I started off going through the story, like right, I'm gonna invest in the story, I'm gonna find out what it's all about. And after the case, the first case finished, which I I genuinely couldn't work out the overall first case story until the end. So I was like interested in how they were gonna play it out. Mm-hmm. And then the result was just absolutely ridiculous. The <laughs> like the explanation for what had happened was just so beyond realistic or something you just couldn't guess. I was like, right. Okay, that's interesting. And then I got to the second case, and then that one was just, like, so bog-standard, like, literally from the get-go. It's like, oh, it's, it's because of this. This is the answer. And they just, I don't know. The dialogue's just so drawn out.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, <clears throat> Steve, you made the comment about the, the visual novel thing. I know, for me, like, I'm not opposed to a game that's very narrative-heavy if the narrative is good. Oh, let, let let me give you an example of, like, I'll give you a tiny snippet
2: of one section that really pissed me off, and I'll give you an example of some of the terrible puns that they've put in, okay?
0: Oh my god, I love bad puns. Let's no, go. these, these hey are me.
2: bad, bad puns, right? So the, the section that really annoyed me in the story is, on case two, you have to go to the River Thames, and there's a festival going on there, and part of that festival is lovers stand on the opposite sides of the Thames, Okay. So that's what the fest- That's what you do at the end of the festival. So you play as Catriel, and then you have this, I have forgot his name, this boy who is basically your assistant. And you ask him to go on the other side of the river because you're trying to kind of recreate what could have happened in this case. Okay? So you want to see, can you hear the person on the other side of the Thames? Can you see them? Blah-de-blah-de-blah. Blah, blah. Sure. So you go for about three minutes of dialogue, and it inserts a cutscene while... Catriel's thinking about the case during this scene. So like there's in game cutscenes and then there's like animated drawings. Oh, so yeah,
0: it's like persona. <laughs> right?
2: And at the end of it, after like this three minutes, four minutes of going through this scene, he comes back round to the other side of the Thames and you just go, he asks, Oh, you know, could you see me, could you hear me, that kind of thing. He, no, I wasn't I wasn't even listening, I was just thinking. So that entire four minutes of footage the cutscene and everything was just completely pointless. Like, it had no basis in the story, it resolved nothing. It was just there to pad the game out.
1: It reminds me of like when you play a game and you can clearly tell when you've got two options that both of those options are going to give you <laughs> yeah. the same piece of dialogue that comes next. And it's like, well, why did, why did you bother giving me multiple options? Because I know it's going to, when I click this persona, P is one of those games all the time you get this you get multiple choices that feels like oh this should have some kind of impact on where the game's going and it doesn't has right. absolutely zero impact on the next piece of dialogue that a character gives you
0: That's just like a thing I notice in a lot of like Japanese games that deal with story cuz like that was one of the things that uh, I made a note of that'll come up in my my article about Little Town Hero that I'm working on um, which I need to finish cuz Pokemon's almost out uh <laughs> Where, like, the game will often have you, like, experience, like, a piece of dialogue, right? So, okay. So, say, like, Pixel and I are in this game and our characters are decided that we're going to, like, spar, right? We're going to train together. (laughs) There would be a thing of dialogue where, like, your character's like, oh, well, we should fight or whatever. And then you're like, all right, fine, we'll fight. And then it'll cut to you being back in the overworld and you're not allowed to walk in any other direction or go do any other side quests or anything because it'll just have one of those things where like your character thinks to himself, oh, I've got to go fight Pixel and then turns you around. So I'm like, so why didn't you just start the fight? Why are you cutting back to me having to make the decision to go walk up? Like it has no impact on it. It just makes the scene longer. Uh...
2: Another example of that in um, Trail and the Millionaire's Conspiracy is there's two ways of getting around. You have like an overall mini-map, which is like the Mario overworld thing where you go from dot to dot. Okay. And that each one's a new scene, so to speak. But sometimes they want to take you away from a certain area of London, and to do that you have to get on the bicycle. Okay. But to get on the bicycle, you have to go onto the mini-map, go to the section that has the bicycle chained up to a lamppost, wherever that one may be. And then when you go into that scene... You then have to get your magnifying glass, go over to the bicycle, select the bicycle, and oh, then you'll get a nice no. cutscene of you cycling before it loads the, the new area. Good God. But like, yeah. bad, bad stuff aside, the puzzles are good. And if you can bear just tapping A, or you like really boring stories, then it, <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's a must-buy. Because the graphics, the visuals, everything's perfect. Puzzles are perfect. Stories just not
0: perfect. Oh, man. Can we can we just
1: talk about the fact that Pete just turned around and did a shush gesture to his cat as I, it walked down the stairs? I
0: did. <laughs> as, if,
2: as, if, as if that was going to happen. Do you remember Pete shouting at his cat last time? Like I think this was like five episodes ago. Literally telling it off, waiting for a response.
0: It <laughs> was just so cute. Oh, oh, actually, talking about
2: animals, sorry, I'm just going to keep going on about this game. Like, the overarching <laughs> story is about you meet a dog that can talk, and all through the game, like, Catrails... Fucking
1: gi- spoilers, pixel. right? I was really interested and invested in this game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all, through, <laughs> all through the game. Like, you get this, this is a case you're supposed to be solving, but you're like, oh, I'll just go do this instead, because, you know, a talking dog isn't interesting enough.
1: Well, How do they explain a the talking dog? Is it just never explained? It's not like a magical dog?
2: Pixel wouldn't know. you skipping all the dialogue now. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm literally... I don't think you find out until you've done every other case in the game, and then you finally get round to solving the overall mystery.
0: <laughs> okay. That's
2: ridiculous.
0: Oh my god. So uh, you also finished Luigi's Mansion 3, which is a game that I know you liked a lot more.
2: Yeah, everyone just go buy that. It's, like, perfect.
1: Where's that rank on your, like, Game of the Year scale? Because we're getting up to that season.
2: Pretty high, if not top so far. Really? You think it might be Game of the Year? Wow. Nintendo. Okay,
0: published. okay. Right.
2: Fair enough. Yeah,
1: but like better than like Link's Awakening, it's of Hyrule. I
2: really enjoyed Link's Awakening, and it's probably on par with that, but in terms of enjoyment, I actually got more out of Luigi's Mansion, and that might be because I was playing in co-op.
0: Okay. Wow, man, so so you're saying this could be your game of the year, and Dan just publicly embarrassed you by giving it a 3.5 stars out of 5 on lupots.com. His review was justified based on comparisons to past games, Um, but if I
2: was reviewing it, personally, I probably would have pushed it to, like, a 4 out of 5. But
1: that's what the beauty of reviews is, is they're very personal. Mm -hmm. It's opinion. Yeah, you have to find, like, a reviewer you align with. You know, like, Max reviews every Metroidvania, like, 5 stars. 10 out of (laughs) 10.
0: He gives it a 10 on our 5 point scale. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well yeah it's just funny to me because Pixel and I were like we're talking about it before we started recording and he's like yeah well now like that's going to be the thing people like use against us like and any if we give like a, a, a average game you know like a, a higher score they're going to be like oh so it's better than Luigi's Mansion oh because that's how reviews work right it's like yeah mm-hmm. Dan and I are two separate people but because we both work for Loot Pots we have identical opinions you are mm-hmm. just one person so when I give Little Town Hero five out of five, and you know, everyone- oh,
1: judging <laughs> on your previous comments on the last episode, I don't think it's gonna be a five out of five.
0: I I bet you it gets a better score than you think, though.
1: Better than Luigi's Mansion.
0: I mean, I haven't played Luigi's Mansion, so
1: yeah. But is it better than a three point five? So you know, that's again, that's just what we're comparing it to. I,
0: I guess you'll just have to read and find out. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that is what I've been playing this week. Uh, I finished the game effectively. I beat the last boss last night. I just, like, I I landed the final blow on him and then immediately pushed the home button because it was, like, midnight. And I was like, I need to wake up and do the podcast in the morning. I'm going to watch this cutscene tomorrow. Like, done. It's because you're, you're like a gremlin, aren't you? You can't play games after midnight. No, I can't. You don't want to see what I look like if I turn into Evil Pete. You've had dealings with him before. We have. Yeah, so I imagine that I'm at the end of the game here and we're gonna roll credits and everything. Um so uh I've been enjoying it. Um like we talked about it a lot, so I'm not gonna, you know, belabor the point anymore. If you wanna hear my takes, listen to the last two episodes I was on. And uh yeah, keep an eye out for uh my my article and video about it. Give us a hint at what you know, where's it gonna land, roughly. Uh We still haven't decided, have you? Not not a hundred percent. Cause I, the thing is, it is a it is a deeply flawed game, but it's a deeply flawed game that I definitely fell in love with. So we'll we'll see we'll see. I don't I don't I don't have a hint for you right now. I haven't decided. I'm still I'm still working it out okay i I, I gotta fine. See, I gotta see, I gotta see how the story climaxes Pixel this with, is with the an end credit roll that's how it climaxes well no there's gonna be a you know I can't without spoiling it. I can't tell you about the major story implications that took place right before the final battle, okay it's okay. There's some stuff I gotta do some stuff i gotta do uh but uh but but it's it's good it's a good game I, I like <laughs> it it's a it's a rough around the edges, but it's good. And uh, both Pixel and I were too sore to play Ring Fit this week, so uh, I'm I'm climbing back on that horse this week. What about you? I was gonna. I was thinking because I haven't played it in a while,
2: mainly just because I've been working late. I was like, right, I'm gonna play it this morning before I do. The podcast recording and then I'll be able to give some more hot takes on it and then I was just like, Yeah, I'm way too tired for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was my issue is I didn't have much time that was free last week, and when I did, it was like, Okay, I I'm tired, I can't do this, like my body hurts.
2: Have you been doing any of the you know, you can press a ring fit circle thing, I forget what it's called. The joy ring thing
0: oh the ring con
2: yeah the ring con that's it Um you can squeeze that while you're not in the game to rack up some additional experience points
0: oh no i didn't know you could do that
2: yeah i've been doing that so technically i've sort of played it
0: if i, if I knew that was an option i would have uh i would have been getting those gains man yeah man. <laughs> get those gains <laughs> oh my god your sweat is beautiful pixel <laughs> your sweat so is so sh-
2: shiny and beautiful so <laughs>
0: Alright, so uh, before we jump into the news Let me just real quick remind you guys Where you can uh, you know, find and support the show If this is your first time listening uh, Or if you're a new listener And I forgot to do the plugs last week like I did uh, So if you want to show your support You can hit us with a like on your audio platform of choice If we're not somewhere that you like to get your podcasts Let us know and we'll make sure to get there If you want to connect with us uh, all over the internet You can visit us of course at loopods.com, Where we've got uh, our news and reviews Including the Luigi's Mansion 3 review Done by our own Danny Ahmed so uh, if you want to go check that out please do and show your support uh, if you want to get some more content from us you can hop over to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash Pots where uh, the aforementioned Little Town Hero video will be living um, you can also visit us on twitch.tv where we've got some, some loose plans to stream some Pokemon uh, upon release so you're going to want to go make sure you follow along over there Uh, And then if you want to connect with us, um, you can get us at loop pots on Twitter or go join our discord where uh, later in the episode, we're going to be reading some questions that came from the community over there. We are now uh, we just recently broke 350 members, something of which we are very proud. We've got a awesome growing little community of Nintendo fans over there. So go join the Legion of Potsheads and uh, come talk to us. We're in there pretty much every day, um, at least some of us. Steve's not even paying
1: attention. How <laughs> oh, I'm in there. I'm paying attention. Where that am was I? shade at me, Pete.
0: <laughs> that, shade, that shade was definitely directed at both of you, and I wanted to see who would bite on it first. Like, who feels more guilty about it? <laughs> I'm really good at deflecting. That's my thing.
1: Pixel should, because he's got a little crown next to his name, so that means he should be there.
0: He's the king. Well, he has been in there talking about the Pokemon leaks, you know, to give him a little bit of credit. Mm. I've been on holiday. I'm back. No, nah, I'm just busting your chops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and last but not least, uh, if you want to go above and beyond to show your support, you can head over to patreoncom loopots and show us your support there. Um, you know, this show is funded and brought to you by Patreon uh, by patrons like you. So if you want to uh, help. Ease the financial burden on Pixel and uh, help us do more cool new stuff. Um, That is the best way to show your support. And if you go and do it at the $5 level, you'll get access to our Patreon exclusive show After Dark, which is just a a rip-roaring good time. And, uh, yeah, last week we had uh, DJ on to fill in because Pixel was unavailable. And uh, as is tradition, I had DJ answer a bunch of uh, weird questions that I found on Google.
1: I really feel like eventually you and DJ are just going to end up dating if you keep doing these questions. Like last time, it was what okay Cupid questions we did do this time?
0: That was getting to know us. This time, I uh, you know I just literally Googled fun questions to ask your friends, and I found uh, a great list. So it was great. So you know, I mean, there's already a lot of tension there, you know, for sure. But we'll see where it goes. Oh my god. Alright, so uh, jumping into the news this week, we've got four items kicking things off. Shovel Knight, King of Cards, and Showdown are releasing next month, December 10th. Your boy is excited, guys. I love me some Shovel Knight. It's been a while. Uh, I'm also really looking forward to finally getting that fucking Amiibo 3 pack that I pre-ordered like two years ago. <laughs> Does that have the gold Amiibo in it? Uh, No, that is separate. How'd you feel about that? I also pre-ordered that one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, if if you're not aware, you've missed our previous coverage of it. Uh, the Treasure Trove is like the you know entire collection of Shovel Knight stuff. So if you've already got that, you'll be getting both of these for free. King of Cards is the uh, latest Shovel Knight solo player mission mm-hmm. where you're going to be playing as King Knight. Um, you know, this is one of the This is like the last stretch goal of their original Kickstarter. And then somehow they also decided to make a fighting game called Shovel Knight Showdown, uh, which looks really cool. And um, this is going to represent the end of uh, production on the original Shovel Knight. You know, thank God, Uh, because as much as I love it, I think everybody, especially Yacht Club, is probably ready to move on and do... Something else in a new engine and everything, so I'm super excited to play both of these games. I'm even more excited to see what comes next from them. Yeah. Shovel Knight Dig, isn't it? Well, that's not them though. They're publishing it, but another developer's making it. Ah, that. yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: So Yacht Club proper will be able to move on to you know maybe Shovel Knight Two, maybe a new IP, whatever that is. But do you, do you think they'll go for a new IP or do you think they'll
2: just reframe Shovel Knight?
1: I hope they do something new because I feel like Shovel Knight's been a bit of a... They've been flogging this horse for a while.
0: Yeah, I, I think for... So I know that originally their their plan was they were going to make a Shovel Knight 2 and it was going to be a 16-bit game. Um, I imagine that they'll still do that at some point, but I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pivoted and did something else. Like in between, you know, like even if it's like a smaller project, just because you got to imagine that they're ready to work on something else. Like they, you know, the original Shovel Knight launched in 2013 and they were working on it for I think over a year before they launched the Kickstarter, if I'm remembering Blood, Sweat, and Pixels correctly. Um, So that means they've been working on this game for a minimum of six years and probably closer to seven or eight. So you got to imagine that they're kind of thinking about doing something else just to, like, give Shovel Knight some breathing room.
1: I mean, they could well be already doing something else and having other people help out with these last finishing touches.
0: That's certainly possible. So I don't know. I I think there's a good chance we'll see something else from them before Shovel Knight 2 and that that'll be the next big announcement. I'd
2: love something like along the lines of Hollow Knight, you know, where they go down that graphical style just to kind of... I don't know. Do you think they'll stick to like the retro 8-bit, 16-bit kind of?
0: Yes. Yeah. I think they probably will. You know, I know that like they have like a very small team and that, you know, their primary artist is, you know, like did these pixel did all the pixel art and everything, so it's like I I have to imagine that they'll stay in the realm of pixel stuff at least for the time being. I don't know if that's forever, but I think that's kind of like that's what they made their name on, is making, like, in my opinion, probably the best retro style, you know, throwback game. So, mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to see them, because, like you said, they were planning on doing 16-bit. Fair enough. But I wonder if, like, their long-term plan is just to kind of go through the generations and end up, like, in 10 years' time
0: publishing, like, VR Shovel Knight or something. You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. they just going
2: to keep progressing
0: through? That would be gonna, fun. Yeah. I would definitely love them to do uh Super Shovel Knight and then Shovel Knight 64. And that's about, the trilogy What about Shovel Knight World,
2: you? <laughs> Oh, sh- sh- Shovelcraft. So it's still kind of pixel but it's
0: voxel. Okay. Like, yeah. It's like a right. Minecraft world. That's well Sho- that's what Shovel 64 world. would look like. No, that's true, yeah.
1: No, 64 would just be brown. It would just be a brown oh, world. Oh my right?
0: god, you're a goddamn monster. <laughs> um, well, I'm going anywhere that Shovel Knight and Yacht Club games go. So uh, you can um, you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm gonna I'm gonna be here talking about this come December and whatever's next for them. I you know they've they've earned my trust. I'm buying my ticket to whatever yacht club's trying to do these days. All right, so moving right along, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate version 6.1.0 is coming, quote, in the next few days. Uh, so the only reason we're bringing this up is that this is going to be another one of those uh, instances where your replays are, you know, like, invalidated. So if you have any replays uh, that you, like, really want to make sure you save, like, go ahead and uh, and make sure you get those those taken care of. Otherwise, um you will lose them, and you won't be able to convert them. So uh, if you don't know how to do that, you go to uh, Vault, Replays, Replay Data, and then Convert to Video. So easy to do, uh, so just make sure you save your stuff. Have either of you guys played Smash recently? I really want to jump in and play with Terry, but I haven't had a chance. No. I actually shifted my copy because I just got bored of it. Oh yeah, I forgot you did that. You're a monster.
1: Oh, I forget. you I never sell games, and I just I can't get get my head around the fact that you do that. So
2: my re- like if it's a big release like Smash Bros. or Zelda, or something like Zelda not so much. Um, I only tend to shift a copy if I've bought two, one for me, one for my girlfriend. But um, if it's a big release like a Nintendo game, I generally pre-order at full price or the best deal I can get at the time play for it and complete it, sell that copy shortly after release while it's still high in value, and then I never really want to play a game again until at least six months to a year after I've already completed it. So then I just pick up another copy for less than I sold my release copy for. just makes perfect sense. Why hold on to it while it's devaluing when you can shift it and pick it up again cheaper later when you want to replay? Fair enough. Okay, here's
1: another thing. Why buy a game at launch when you can just buy it cheaper further down the line
2: because i look forward to games releasing (laughs) and i like i like
0: because we cover bloody nintendo yeah
2: i don't (laughs) again again
0: steve for the same reason that you should buy pokemon because we're influencers not happening
1: i've decided i'm playing fire emblem instead so shush pete
0: (laughs) first of all you fucking promised us on this show so you now you're lying to the fans first of all second of all How dare you use Fire Emblem against me like that?
1: You said I needed to play Fire Emblem, and I really needed to play it, so, I'm gonna do it.
0: In place of Pokemon? Yeah. You better fucking finish it then.
1: (laughs) That's not gonna happen! I haven't even finished Zelda! How How am I gonna finish Fire Emblem? Or four stories. No,
0: no, one story. <laughs> pick one house and play all fucking 50 hours of it or we're going to have a problem, all right?
1: <laughs> I figured I need to play that because we're coming up to Game of the Year season. You've expressed that that is probably going to be your Game of the Year. Yeah. I probably need to play Luigi's Mansion if that's Pixel's Game of the Year.
2: So far. I definitely recommend it. Especially if, especially if you can play it You're going
1: to need to play that too. Okay. With With Gooigi. We need
0: to both play Steve's Game of the Year, which is something that came out last year.
1: Cadence of Hyrule, actually.
0: I played that. I did did not connect with it.
1: (laughs) Really? I loved that game. And then I tried Crypt of the Necrodancer and I hated it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I like the idea of it a lot more than I liked it in practice. Wow. How far are you on Link's Awakening, Steve? We need an update on this. I haven't moved. Still where I was. I'm dead.
1: (laughs) Uh, As I said to John, I'm not doing very well,
0: Pete. I, dude... (laughs) I when I edited that episode, I literally had to stop because I was laughing so hard. And Sarah was like, "What are you laughing at?" And I, it's like it killed me. you like, "I'm not, I'm not doing good, John. I'm not doing good." <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my gosh. All right. So moving right along, uh, we've got news: uh, Re Sid Civilization Six uh, expansion bundle, which was talked about like ages ago when they first came to switch we knew that it was eventually coming now it's coming to nintendo switch on november 22nd uh so just a few uh few weeks away here um they only tagged nintendo of america in the tweet that they put out so i don't know if that means it's coming to european listeners at a different
1: it is coming to europe
0: i was just wondering if it's a different timeline or is it are we getting a simultaneous release there oh i don't know you suggesting europe is on a different timeline For Nintendo, yeah.
1: Also interesting that it's only been announced for Switch, not PlayStation or Xbox, which just got uh, Civilization VI.
0: Right, I've been thinking
2: about this kind of thing recently quite a bit, okay? So, if you were going to release a game, I'm totally sidetracking here, but it is relevant in a way. If you were going to release a game for Switch, right, and you were going to release it for PS4 and Xbox One, Mm -hmm. would you announce all three at the same time, especially if the Switch version was slightly inferior graphics-wise, or would you announce a Switch one, and then announce PS4 and Xbox afterwards?
0: I would either do them all at the same time, or announce Switch second. Because I think, I, like what The Outer Worlds did, I feel like was smart, because you set the expectation that this is a PC, PS4, Xbox game, and there's no expectation of it coming to Switch. And But then you have those people who are like, bring it to Switch, when's it coming to Switch? And then you can be like, you know what? It is coming to Switch. But you can guess by the fact that it's coming to Switch and it's coming out later that it will be a watered-down version so it can run on Switch. And I feel like you set your mm-hmm. expectations properly if you do it that way.
1: And it, and it works because I am getting waiting to play the Outer Worlds on Switch. I haven't played it yet. I
2: thought you were going to say The Witcher. <laughs> I'm also waiting to play The
1: Witcher. I've been, I've been waiting for years. That came out on PS4. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for this to come to Switch.
0: We know eventually when it comes to the Amazon <laughs> Alexa, that's when Steve's going to play it. Just like Skyrim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i i don't know there's two strategies i don't know that uh there wasn't like some kind of timed exclusivity for switch for this possible because it came out it came out pretty much a year later for the other consoles so i don't know if nintendo had like we've got it exclusive for a year because this came out but this came out last year before christmas on switch uh-huh,
0: okay there's also the chance that they intentionally like targeted the switch first, just because like software tends to sell better on switch.
1: Yeah, it also works great for the touch screen for this kind of game. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sure, I'm sure it was easier to port it to a touch interface than a controller.
1: Well, they'd already um, made the touch interface, so this game came out on iPad as a full price thirty pound game. There you go. It's so rare for the iPad, um, and then they ported it over, so they already had the touch screen stuff, and they I guess added some cursory controller.
2: Freaking mobile ports, man. Mobile
1: ports all
0: the time. you excited about
1: this, Steve? Uh, Somewhat. I haven't fully played all of the scenarios on Civilization VI. It's one of those games I dip in and out of every now and again where I'm like, I fancy playing some Civilization. I might pick it up when I get bored of of the current ones because each of them do have different personalities and different win conditions. Uh, So presumably these new Civilizations will bring that Along with them,
0: so so a solid maybe.
1: Yeah, solid maybe. I don't know how much it's going to be. They haven't released pricing on the announcement tweet. So if it's expensive, then it's a no. I would imagine it's probably going to be around the fifteen dollar mark. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine guess. it'll be
0: more than twenty bucks.
1: No, not when the game only is like it's retailing around forty quid at the moment. Yeah.
0: So okay, well uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one, and uh, maybe Steve will have some takes for you. Uh, so move right along. Uh, last item on the news list this week. This was a um, a story that kind of blew up while I was asleep, actually, and I woke up to a ton of drama in the world of Pokemon. Big shock. Um, been a totally smooth release for uh, Sword and Shield so far.
1: The hashtag Pete lied. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag
0: so. Pete lied. Um, yeah. So so last night, uh, the hashtag Game Freak lied, uh, has been trending on Twitter. And it masked, like, several thousand tweets of people, like, just absolutely losing their mind. Um, so, as as we've talked about, at least a little bit, there were a bunch of leaks around Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you're a member of our Discord, we have an entire channel dedicated to it where people have been talking about it every day. Um, so, at this point, if you are interested or, you know, you're very active on Twitter, um, you've either seen the leaks or had to avoid them, you know? Uh and that has now turned into a new story because some modders uh from 4chan have dug into the files and are claiming that they've found some uh evidence or or proof uh as they've said it that there are examples showing that the 3D models in Sword and Shield are uh basically used as is or barely upgraded between the 3DS sun and moon series and the move to sword and shield um now this obviously is a pretty major talking point because there was um you know a lot of conversation about why Game Freak cut the decks, and the official answer that we've been given from them is that it was mostly a resource issue, you know, that there's the balancing and everything, but that it takes a lot of time to make all these models, it takes a lot of time to put all the Pokemon in the game and properly balance them and do all this, that, and the other thing, so... Cutting that number of Pokemon was going to save them time and allow them to optimize the game better, yada, yada, yada. One of the things that they said was that they did not reuse models, so they had to make all these models again from scratch. And... Anyone who's a regular listener of this show will know that, like, I've gone to bat for them because of that, right? That they've said, like, well, that's that's one of the reasons we're doing it, right? So if you go, uh, we'll we'll link to it in the show notes. I'm pulling from an article from VG24Seven by uh, Sheriff Saeed, but it it links to the you know the Reddit leak uh, post where you know because I'm not gonna fucking link you to 4chan um, where you can see. The, these original uh the the original post right and the, the two examples that are given are uh Bulbasaur and um and Noibat and it's showing them their their polygonal models and I, looking at these I you know I don't I can't make anything of this I'm not a 3D artist so looking at this really doesn't mean anything to me to say that like the wireframes look kind of similar okay like great um there
1: well, is- they they even like broke down the triangle count of right. how many uh polygons there were that were being used on them and they were uh, they turn out to be identical according to the anonymous poster on 4chan
0: well and the thing is like they're not though because like even like looking at this right like uh it says Bulbasaur Sun Moon it's 5372 for Sword Shield it's 5200 so it's actually less triangles there for clefairy it's 4872 and uh 4874 in sword shield so that's two more and for noibat it's 6156 in sword and shield it's 7142 so even in their own example by their own admission like that one has over a you know thousand more or close to a thousand more
1: what i also don't get is aren't 3d models of pokemon gonna look very similar anyway like right it's, it's a Pokémon, and it's been defined as this is what it looks like, and surely they're going to look the same. And this does this is just a mesh, it doesn't show what's rendered on top of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally I think there's been some kind of mistranslation along the way, where they said they didn't, like, I don't think they said we don't didn't reuse models, I think they said we had to build all the models from the ground up, was the term they used, like the translated mm-hmm. version anyway. But that doesn't account for things like, you know, just saying, oh, the models are sim- extremely similar or similar. Um, fine, looking at a mesh, you can make a rough estimation of that. But without proper tools in the development kits, you can't accurately say whether or not it's the same to start off with. And they're not take like Steve said, they're not taking into consideration, you know, the textures, you know, the bump maps on the Pokemon, the animations, actually implementing them in the overworld in the game, in you know, balancing them with battles. There's you know, it's not just a case of, oh, there's proper model in. That's how easy it is to add a new poker. It's not that simple. Right. You know, I am defending Game Freak to a point here, because I can see that what they said about it being too much work for them to add them all in is totally justifiable. Like I can understand if you don't have time to add them in, it is a lot of work. <clears throat> and I think it's unfair just to say, well, the models haven't changed, therefore everything they said about it being, you know, overhauled and is wrong. Like, that just doesn't seem right to me.
1: Well, I, what I don't get is why why people can't wait and make their own judgments on a game mm-hmm. rather than rather than doing it before it's released. And, like, there's been a video floating around Twitter that people keep retweeting and I blocked the person that posted the video in the end um of them and i think a video cropped up a while back and it's just floated around again of them showing like pop in of characters from afar and like shadow clipping and things like that from the trailers that's an old trailer who knows what it's going to be like when the when the game actually is released
0: right and i i think that's the the thing right is so okay i I'd, i'd like to clarify my position before i make this this theory um I don't think it's impossible that this is true. I think that Game Freak has proven in the past that they are willing to cut corners. And, like, Pixel and I talked about it during our Little Town Hero discussion that, like, as much as Game Freak is responsible for a lot of games that I really love, um, they are also, I think, guilty of, like, resting on their laurels often. So there's a chance that this is true. And, as much as what I'm about to say is going to be in defense of them, if it turns out that this is true, I think that the reaction to it is fair um because the main critique of Game Freak and I think the broader like dexit problem, whether or not the those people are you know justified or expressing their frustration properly is another issue entirely. But at the end of the day, if you're cutting Pokemon in an effort to like, save time and, and do all these things, like, you you want to see, like, the game come out and be polished. And if they are reusing assets and stuff looks rough around the edges or there are those pop-in problems or whatever, like, that's unacceptable. And if we get the final version of the game on Friday and we find that those things are true, then, like, they they deserve to be chastised for it because – I think that they should be hold, held to a higher standard, you know, a, a developer with their level of experience and with games that make as much money as Pokemon do, like, we're not wrong to expect more from them. That being said, I I think that this, you know, quote unquote reveal or evidence should be taken with a huge grain of salt. It originates from 4chan. And I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that the whole hashtag Game Freak lied thing is coming days after the whole hashtag thank you Game Freak thing. I think mm. that there's been a clear, a clear campaign by people that are down on this game to try and spread the narrative that it is fucked up and broken and that they're reusing assets, they're reusing animations. We talked about a very similar story recently about the Pokemon and me animations being reused from sun, sun and moon for the camp sections of sword and shield. And we talked about it on that, that episode that wasn't true. You know, that was somebody taking these animations and saying, Oh look, they're identical when you can clearly see that there's differences between them. And Steve made the same point of like, well, isn't that just how a Pokemon moves? Right. Mm-hmm. So how much can it change? And I think looking at this, right, there's a thousand poly- uh, triangle difference on one of these models. So I think it's pretty clear that these are not the same models and that somebody is trying to push that narrative in the same way that, like Steve said, you see all these people now putting around that, uh, that article of like, here are the, maybe it's a Reddit thread who remembers, here's a list of everything that's wrong with Pokemon Sword and Shield based on the streamers and this and that and the other thing and like listing things like oh it's locked it's 30 frames per second as if that's like an objective wrong thing (laughs) or like oh it takes 15 hours to beat the game as if that wasn't the case for any adult playing a fucking pokemon game historically like i I love the fact that people like it's 30 fps
2: it's like you're playing you know a turn-based combat game do you really
0: need it in 60 like what is that even going to achieve Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my thing is I I think it's clear that there are people who have an axe to grind about this game and whether it's because they're sick of Pokemon not innovating, they're you know still got their panties in a bunch because of the whole national deck situation. There are a lot of people that are committed to hating this game or being angry about it. Some of my own friends have like I've had such frustrating conversations about it with them because they're so in their feelings about it. So, like, looking at this, my initial reaction is skepticism. But that being said, if if it comes out that this is true come Friday, then like, Game Freak deserves all the shit that comes their way. For sure. Well, to a point. Not not within reason, right? Yes, within like, reason. No harassment, no death threats, that kind of stuff. Like, if you're that kind of person, go fuck yourself. But if you are just being critical of them in a respectful way... Like, that...
2: constructive criticism, all good. Just, you yeah. know, taking it, don't take it too far. Be civil.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. I know you saw this, Pixel. I saw John, uh, who was on the show, like, t- two weeks ago now? Go check out that yeah, episode. So. Um, tweeting about how Joe and Sarah B are getting, like, death threats probably because they're presenting actual information and the misinformation people are mad about it. But, um, yeah, so if you're that kind of person and you are for some reason listening to this show, go fuck yourself. Uh, we support Joe and Sarah B. Um So, yeah, I, at the end of the day, we're going to have to see how it turns out. So uh, come next week, we'll be able to add our own takes to the discussion. And uh, so will the community at large. And at this point, with how much negativity – there's been around this game from I think admittedly probably a, a vocal minority. Um I'm really interested to see how this game shakes out. Does it live up to the hype? Does it disappoint? Does it sell? Like, we'll have to see. Based on um
2: Steve's Twitter, I'd say he's more interested in the sixteen inch MacBook Pro that he's just been looking at. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Are you seriously not gonna pick the games up? Um not a launch now. Nah, but will you pick them up over time? Eventually, yeah. Like
1: I don't know. It's just a case of there's just too much to play at the moment, and I don't know what to choose. So it's like, do I pick Luigi's Mansion? Do I pick... No, pick this, because it'll be relevant to our show. Yeah, but, like, I think <laughs> playing Fire Emblem's going to be relevant, too. Yeah. Pixel hasn't played it. I st- I want to have that discussion with you. Uh, I'm not, not going to I want to play The Witcher, because I want to have that discussion with Pixel. The
2: way, I, the way I'm going to pitch this to you is you should, like, finish up what games you're playing right now, ones you have. Mm-hmm. Buy the latest release, which is Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then all those games that you've missed out on, they're going to become cheaper faster than Pokemon will. So after you've well,
1: played Pokemon's never going to in price, right? Right.
2: No. No. So buy buy Pokemon, play that game, and then after you finish that in a month or two or ten years, however long it takes you, we'll be able to look at the games you've missed, and you'll look at them and go, "Wow, that's like half the price it would," have. especially third party releases like Witcher. That that's. That's what, $20 on PS4 at the moment. Give it another year mm. or so. It's going to be that on Switch. And you'll be able to do hot takes on our podcast about Pokemon and join in the conversation.
0: And have our spoiler okay. cast.
1: Which version are you all getting?
0: I'm getting
2: Sword. I've
1: yeah, I've, I've
0: got the pick of both.
1: Uh, well, I want Sword because of the Sir uh, Fetched.
0: I mean, I can trade you one. Yeah, we we can hook you up with whatever you want. One of us has to play Shield.
1: Oh, I don't want to play
0: Shield. Well, Pixel, do you care? No, I'll play Shield, that's fine. All. all right, Pixel, play Shield then. We're good. So are you are going to do it?
1: Okay, all right, fine. I'm going to have to. All right, we yeah. got him back. We got him back.
0: <laughs> all right, so moving along now this week, Friday, November 15th, we have Pokemon Sword and Shield, which Steve has now committed to playing again. Twice, twice.
1: Alright, well, I don't want to be berated by you then, Pete, when it comes to the Game of the Year discussion, and neither of us have played Fire Emblem, and you're like, this is my Game of the Year, this is the best game I've played in, in ages, and neither of us have played it, because I said I was going to
2: play it. It's fine, but when we do our Game of the Year picks, the whole team gets input, I'm pretty sure, Yeah, like, two other people, DJ's played it.
0: I want you to go back and play, I want you to play Fire Emblem, I've been something for it for you all year, but at this point, like... The new hotness is about all to come year, out.
2: All year, it only came out
1: like three months well, ago. Yeah,
0: all the time that it's been out, whatever. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah, up
1: until June, you were like, I'm not going to play Fire Emblem, it doesn't like my <laughs> kind of game. And then you got it, and you were like, this is amazing, this is the best game of the year. So, don't you think that that means something, Steve? <laughs> yes, exactly! That's why I know I need to go back and play it. There's also Div- Divinity Original Sin 2 I want to play. Fuck that! There is R- Return of <laughs> Overdin I want to play.
0: play. Play those old games later! That's my point. You're the old new to the Switch. So what? I want you to play the fucking hot games that everybody's going to be talking about. Our Discord has like <laughs> 300 people talking about Pokemon. And you're like, I'm going to play Fire Emblem finally. <laughs> now that now that there's no excuse for us to talk about it anymore.
1: Why, why didn't you play Louise's Mansion then?
0: I just didn't have time.
1: I'm going to play it before a game of the year discussion. Are you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to try.
1: Okay. I'm not going to... um.
0: For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> I'm not,
1: not, not going to play Ring Fit, though. That's not happening.
0: That's fine. <laughs> Pixel right. and I got that covered. Yeah, I don't
2: blame you, but I'd like to emphasize that it is a good game. Well, in terms it of exercise, a exercise it's a good I game. Was
1: a, I was in a shopping center last week, and they had one of those like Nintendo things where they were getting everyone to play stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ring Fit was one of the games, and I was like, I've heard how hard this game is. There's no fucking way I'm playing that in public, yeah. in front of like people walking past. <laughs> so that was a hard no.
2: <laughs> so yeah, out this week
0: Yeah, so moving along, out this week uh, pff, Wait, no, I already did that
2: <laughs> No, we haven't done out this week Yeah, no,
0: we did the start, intro Pokemon. I started it and I said Pokemon and then we kept talking well, about uh, it oh. That's fine So Tuesday, November 19th Munchkin cr- Quacked Quest uh, So this is this is from Asmodee, right?
1: Yeah, so this when they ended their announcement That they were bringing a load of games to the Switch They announced they were going to be doing uh, Cogson, Catan, and then Munchkin. Yeah, which everyone was like, "How are they going to do Munchkin as a game?" And then they made essentially
0: a dungeon crawler. It's like Diablo X Munchkin. It, do you know it, it kind of looks
1: like? Do you remember those? Um, I know you do because we've spoken about them. The Baldur's Gate Alliance games, Dark Alliance. Yes, games Yes. Yeah. It's like that. You have multiple people in your party. You're going through a dungeon. It's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more chilled out. I actually quite like the look of this game, and the visual style looks fun. The visual style kind of reminds me of um, uh, a rare game that came out on um, Xbox called uh, "Grab by the Goolies. It's got that kind of
0: oh yeah, I remember that
1: aesthetic.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I like Munchkin proper. This doesn't necessarily interest me, but um, it's it's a cool idea.
1: I just worry that there's too many of these style games coming out now. So mm. there's this one. There's the um, what's that one that you run about, Pixel the like. Oh, the Darksiders? It's the game that's like Darksiders. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, Minecraft one. Diablo 4 has been announced. I'm not coming to Switch, unfortunately. So there's a bunch of stuff.
0: All right. So uh, next up we've got uh, on... I'm sorry. This is also on Tuesday. Is, uh Bubble Bobble 4 Friends. Um, this is one I really want to get. I love Bubble Bobble. There hasn't been one in quite some time. Um, so, I, I again, I, I don't think I'll get around to this like anytime soon just because there's pokemon and a bunch of other stuff i need to get around to but um mm-hmm. i love bubble Bobble, and they have the original arcade game like on the you know like on on the cart as well so um that's that's attractive for me yeah i think this is definitely getting added to my wish
2: list and i'll pick it when it goes on sale or as a lull in releases same
1: what's a pricey price tag for bubble bubble
2: why why is it pricey? Bubble Bobble was always quite expensive. Like, the PS1 release was expensive. Oh,
1: okay. Maybe it's just because it's a game I couldn't care less about.
2: Did
0: you not play That's Bubble Bobble as a kid? No, never. Mm-hmm. It's so good, man. Uh, well, next up, uh, we've got Narcos Rise of the Cartels, which is a game based on the Netflix show Narcos. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and we still don't have Netflix on Switch, but we've got many, many Netflix games by this point. Do
0: you know what they should do? They should...
2: Like, when they release, like, Narcos games or any other Netflix series, they should put, like, a, a bonus in it where you can walk up to the TV and log into your Netflix account. And then it'd guarantee them
0: sales of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. So, moving right along. Uh, Still There is also out that day. Uh, it's a story-driven psychological adventure game about lingering grief, technical puzzles, wacky AI, and dark humor. Uh, so, this is, um... You're like a... It looks like you're a astronaut that's like stuck uh you're the one operator of this space system with uh an artificial intelligence there and i guess you need to like just keep doing these tasks and stuff to keep it running yeah there's really not much detail on it is there no it's
1: all going to depend on what the story's like for this kind of thing it's always like that for this kind of game you know imagine playing firewatch firewatch and the story was terrible Right. There'd, be no, there'd be no reason to play that game.
0: Well, You could find the turtles, so that'd be the one reason. You could do that. Uh, Alright, so last on the list is The Tourist, which uh, we talked about this when it was first announced. It's that like yeah. voxel-style like 80s influence adventure kind of game.
1: I, even, I still don't know much about it other than you go on holiday and it looks like you just have a place to walk around and chill out.
0: Yeah, it's like that- there's been loads of hype
2: about this game, but I've never heard of it. It just looks really? cool.
1: We definitely spoke about it when it was announced. No, you? I yeah. mean, like, because
2: no this, this is a port, isn't it? Isn't this I a previously released
0: game, or the developers are really well known? One of the two. Possibly. I gotta tell you, I don't know. Um no, I, just, I have no idea. I just remember talking about it, and and being interested in it based on the art style.
1: No, it's, it's, brand, it's brand new. It was announced on the Indie World stream in August. And is due out on Friday. Okay. Next, fr- next Thursday, actually. Sorry, not Friday.
0: So there you go. Keep an eye out. All right. So moving along into the main topic this week, we're doing another mailbag. Uh, we got, again, uh, the Discord is alive and well, so I've got plenty of questions to source until we have a proper main topic. Uh, so this first one comes from, wouldn't you guess it, Asobi, hey. who wrote in to me, <laughs> who wrote in to me just like you can over at Pete at uh, And he said, hey, Pete, hope you're having a great day. Here's my questions for this week's podcast. What's your most played game of all time? How many hours did you pour into it approximately? What's the story behind that? Why did you play it for so long?
2: Hmm. I, d- I don't know specifically. You go first, though.
0: All right, I'll I'll go first while you guys chew on your answers. Um I think we've touched on a version of this question in the past. Uh I don't know exactly which one it is, but a Pokemon game is the game I've played the most. I don't know if it's Silver or if it's um maybe Platinum in Gen 4, but it's it's definitely I would guess one of those two because those were probably the two peak of my interest in Pokemon I guess it could arguably also be like blue version because I've played it over and over Mm -hmm. and over again Uh, in terms of hours approximately like uh, ah, dude like probably 500 for each for either you know like it like when I was a kid I used to play through a Pokemon game transfer all my Pokemon over to my silver version, which was like the master copy, and then play it again and play it again and play it again. So, like, I've played each of those games, you know, multiple, like double digit numbers of times. So it could be between five and a hundred and a thousand hours. And for Gen 4, similarly, I played the entire game. I t- spent a ton of time breeding and then did a bunch of competitive stuff. So, somewhere in there. the story behind it is man i love pokemon like i love competitive battling so i you know i play it over and over and over again um for gen 4 it was because all my friends got into the Smogan metagame all at the same time and we went hard
1: i've got a few okay i think probably the most number of hours is stardew valley
2: sure do you know what the hours are on that i'm really curious
1: on switch i think it's 175 but i've also played it on pc for probably similar length of time so you're looking at 300 plus hours of Stardew Valley.
0: Good God.
1: And I always date, date Shane.
0: Every time?
1: I'm a sucker for an alcoholic. Oh my um, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but games like I revisit, I would probably say Diablo and Diablo 2. I've gone back to those time and time and time again. Minecraft I played a lot of when mm-hmm. I was a teenager and things like theme hospital and theme park world when i was a kid on the playstation that's pretty much all i played
2: it was a good game it's really tough to narrow down this for me without no <laughs> right so in terms of a single game that i've played that i think i've invested the most amount of hours in it's probably witcher 3 because i've completed it like completionist a couple of times well i've i've done the full completionist route <laughs> and i've replayed like the first half of the game twice Oh, my God, yes. You must have, like, at least five seconds I don't know, hours. There's probably only around 200, I'd say, I've put into Witcher 3. Have you not done the DLC? I've done all the DLC as well, yeah. So maybe it is more.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it with the DLC a 200-hour game alone? I'd have to boot up my PS4
2: and find the exact time. But other than that, Splatoon 3, 3? That hasn't even been out yet. Splatoon 2. Um, Spoilers! Jeez, like, <laughs> la- <laughs> oh, let that one slip. Um yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> fast
0: forward to uh, YouTubers all over the uh, the world being like, Oh Splatoon my god, Pixel Par, Pixel Par has played Splatoon 3. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Splatoon 2, I think my last count was 300 or so hours, but that's bearing in mind that my girlfriend also plays under the same account so that we don't have to unlock everything twice.
1: Oh, okay, that's interesting. So
2: I'm not sure how much of ty-
0: that time's mine and hers.
1: I- I'm over 200 hours on Splatoon. Okay.
0: You know what? I just I just thought about that I didn't... Uh, Sp- Super Smash Brothers Brawl is also in that conversation for me, because I, like, I've played each Smash game pretty extensively, but Brawl was the perfect Venn diagram of like it came out while I was in high school. I think it came out my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and it was the smash game like through most of college. Like especially when my band used to like play at my practice at my dad's house when I was in high school. Like we would have band practice and then probably play for 6 to 8 hours after that. You know, and like that was the thing I did at least one to two times a week for years. Mm-hmm. And then on top of the fact that I was playing it with people that aren't them, you know, like when it first came out, I remember for a solid two months every day after school, we would pile into my friend's cars, go to my house and be like, all right, let's play Smash for like five or six hours, you know, like, so I've probably put, I probably put 500 hours in a brawl. Yeah,
2: that was going to be my other thing, like going back to childhood where I can't really put a timestamp on anything. We used to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I'm going to say two. I think it was two. Mm, religiously like every evening every weekend and I probably I must have racked up like more hours in the witcher in that over time
0: I've beat the story mode of Tony Hawk's underground over 20 times (laughs) I fucking love that game you know you used to
2: be able to do I don't know if you still can I know they don't release new ones now but it was like a split screen like you fight against each other there's like a paint mode and then there's like a high score yeah
0: the graffiti mode
2: So we used to just. It was like Splatoon! We used to just do that over and over again and cycle the controller between people. Crayola scoot. Hell yeah. Crayola scoot.
1: (laughs) That was the best two pounds I ever spent. It's great. For two quid, it's great.
0: Crayola scoot. Game of the year. Maybe. (laughs) So, uh, number two, uh, since I am obligated to ask this question, what's your favorite kind of soup? Mine is either garlic soup or creamy chicken soup, though a memorable mention is pumpkin soup with proper pumpkin pieces cut into the soup. See on Discord. Asobi. That sounds horrible. I don't know about the pumpkin soup, but uh, I love a good, the garlic and creamy chicken, that sounds good.
1: I'm Heinz, cream Mm -hmm. of chicken, or tomato.
0: Oxtail.
2: Oxtail, 100%.
1: you are such an old lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An old lady? (laughs) That's old lady soup. For me, it's it's got to be potato leek. Potato leek is the supreme soup.
1: Oh, I do like. I actually prefer potato and spring onion. You probably don't know what a spring onion is, right?
0: It's does I don't need to. It sounds good. A, a, t- a tiny leek.
1: No, what do we call them? What do you call them? Spring onions
0: and is that just is that just a leek?
1: No, it's not. It's Scallion. exactly
0: the same it's family as Oh, okay. I mean, I like scallions, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Aren't leeks like onions anyway, so Leek and Potato is pretty it's much Especially
1: the same onion. thing. It's pretty yeah. similar.
0: Uh-huh. All right, so uh, jumping over to the Discord questions, this one comes from uh, Kian McWolfie, who's one of the newer members over on the Discord. Uh, do you think there is a reason the Switch's UI is so clinical and lacking compared to the 3DS with themes, music, pre-installed apps, and stuff?
1: Yeah, they don't yes. want to target kids.
2: I don't think it's even that. They just don't want you on the menu for long. They want you to play games. That's what it is. Like, you know, you hate the menu so much, you're just gonna hit that icon and play. No distractions. <laughs> also,
1: I've realised how much I hate menu music. So the the Switch and the Xbox don't have it, and I put the PS Four on for a bit, and I was like, this music's just really annoying.
0: Just turn it off.
1: I, I'm I'm going to.
2: Okay. There's only there's, there's one menu music that I like that I can listen to over and over again. And that's a Wii eShop Yeah, music. me too. <laughs> so good. Plus, I
1: love the memes that use that music. It's my favorite.
2: If they put that music in a shop, like in a shopping mall or in like any shop in the UK, I would just walk around there <laughs> buying shit
0: constantly. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I, I think there's something to what Pixel's saying about them wanting to just, you wanting you to just focus on games rather than you know like media apps or whatever but i don't know man i don't i don't know that there's a good reason for it like they have a theme section and the fact that they haven't sold themes is very weird to me like Mm -hmm. you know yeah like i think a lot of base menu music is annoying but like i always like the nintendo music
1: i hate all the other one i hate ps vita's so annoying
0: that's not good and the thing is, I man, if I could buy an Undertale theme, like the one that Pixel gave me for my PS four, I would love that. I love having that music on in the background while I'm cooking. It's great. So I don't know. It's it's weird. It's always been weird to me, Kian, and uh I, I can't quite I don't know, I can't quite explain it myself. Uh so this next one comes from Left Eye Lazy in the Discord, my pal Matt. Uh what the go- what what <laughs> sorry, what's the go to snack to have while you're gaming? Green grapes. Green grapes, all right. I'm I'm not a big snacker while I game. Like I'll I'll usually snack like before I sit down for a big session. I don't I don't like once I'm playing I just usually play. But if I am like like doing like multiplayer gaming, I'm chilling with my buddies or whatever, like I like to go for something like that's dry and that won't mess up my hands, you know?
1: Green grapes are perfect for it.
0: Yeah, grapes are a great set. I, I prefer red, but mm.
1: They're okay, are okay, but I like a good crunchy green grape.
2: Just put put them in the fridge; they're always crunchy. The best place yeah. I've
1: found for grapes is Costco. You can spend five pounds, and get a huge thing of of crispy green grapes. That's no good. Oh yeah. I find that it depends on the type of game, though, as to whether I'm snacking or not. Like a multiplayer game, I probably won't, because you're constantly playing. But a game where there's a cutscene and I'm I can then like put the controller down for a little bit, have a couple of grapes mm-hmm. or check Twitter if I'm not particularly invested in the game, and then carry on. That's that's usually when I'll snack.
0: It's funny for me. I'm more likely to do it with multiplayer games because when it's a single player game, I definitely like, especially if I'm really enjoying it. You know, I try to just get in the mindset of like I'm playing the game. You know, mm-hmm. and like I you know, like when I'm playing The Last of Us, I'm not thinking about like snacking. You know,
1: apart from when you're at the cannibal bit and you're like. Oh, yeah, I could really go for a piece of human leg
0: right now. I could go for some barbecue. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) While I'm, while I'm playing, like, a game like League of Legends, like, or something like that with friends, if I'm, like, oh, we're on the Discord and we're playing for a few hours and we're chatting or whatever, like, that, I think, lends itself to a more, like, casual experience. I'm not, like, trying to immerse myself in the game. I'm just, like, fucking around with my buddies, you know? So in that scenario, I'm way more likely to, like, have a beer or, like, have some milk and cookies or whatever and, like, just chill out.
1: What's the go-to cookie then with milk?
0: It's got to be Oreos, man. Oh, okay. It's Milk's favorite they're cookie. Not cookies, they're biscuits. They're biscuits. They're cookies, you fucking ridiculous person. Pfft, biscuits.
2: That just reminds me, that like, League of Legends might be one of those games on my top Oh my god, spent. I never
1: thought you'd
0: be a League of Legends player. You played League, Pixel? No
2: way! I played League of Legends for, like, four years. Dude, I didn't know that!
0: Yo, Pixel, we gotta play League together, man. I haven't played in a while, but I've been in the itch. I-, I haven't
2: played in, like, six years, man.
0: Man, I played... I've played off and on since season two and that's another game for sure that there I, that's a that's a up there one there's there's a uh a tool you can use actually to like like how long have I played League of Legends and oh, wow. it's uh it's yeah it's bad I bet
2: that's in your top top time games. yeah
0: that's one of my tops for sure I played the game regularly for you know like years mm-hmm.
2: as go to snack
0: My secret is to have a really thick
2: milkshake because then, one, you don't need to touch anything with your fingers, and two, it fills you up and it stops you being
0: thirsty. That's fucking brilliant. That's some galaxy Mm -hmm. brain shit right there, (laughs) Pixel.
1: (laughs) What flavor milkshake? Chocolate. Oh, okay.
0: I'm more of a vanilla guy, but respect.
1: What type? Like McDonald's fridge?
2: Uh, So I do the powder mixing, but there's. I hate Morrison's, right? It's a UK supermarket, but they're instant. Mixing is the best one. It just tastes like chocolate rather than powder.
1: What's wrong with Morrison's? I like Morrison's.
2: Uh, it's fucking
0: Morrison's isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this one comes from not furry. So now that the uh, now that the eighth gen is ending, do you think the Switch will survive the ninth generation and Nintendo will make an uh and better version of the Switch? Yes. Yeah, I think it will survive the ninth generation. Um. I imagine that whatever Nintendo's successor to the Switch is is going to have a very, very similar style of being, like, the hybrid home mm-hmm. handheld console. I think they'd be stupid to not do that with everything moving forward. I, I kind
1: of feel that the next generation is going to... It's, like, the same as, like, the PS4 and the Xbox generation. It takes a while for for the like publishers to stop publishing on the last generation. You saw some games that, like, were published on both for a while and then they were like, now we're just doing PS4 games
2: they've they've got even more incentive now to keep on the old platform as well cuz like ps5 is going to be backwards compatible mm-hmm. with ps4 so you're probably going to get ps4 pro performance from the new console
0: plus with switch like you have an install base that's there and rapidly buying games while ps5 and xbox are looking to build a marketplace a market or take their market share and, um, so that's so a wild too, man
1: it's not 2020 who knows
0: there's a there's, there's a, rumor a rumor going around yeah. that yeah uh, and we called that way back when mm-hmm. so I've always, I've always had my money on 2020 I think I think I think you can take that one to the bank I really do
1: I'd like to do a predictions episode later this year
0: I would love to do that like
1: you know we do the game of the year episode I want to do a predictions episode where we we have some like crazy predictions and then we score it the year later
0: it, steve Stevo it's happening. <laughs> All right, moving right along. This one comes from Scrimps, my buddy Tyler. If you were a gym leader in a Pokemon game, what would your Pokemon type of choice be? Easy answer, my bud. Water.
1: Electric. Or Fairy. Fairy type, yeah. We'll go with Fairy.
0: Okay. Fairy's great.
2: I, I always went for, like, Bug when I was playing Pokemon Blue. I love right. the Bug Pokemon.
1: I hope, there's, I hope there's a Bug Catcher Pixel in the new game. And I can fight <laughs> Bug Catcher Pixel throws. <laughs>
0: Like, fight my Metapod. He's gonna get hard. All right, next one. Uh, There's another one from Kian. Uh, toilet roll under or over? Over. over. Thank you. Why are you a monster? are all on the right side. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this one comes from Cheese, who said, "What do you think of this?" And they shared an image with us uh, that it's it's called the Nintendo cycle, right? And it's uh, NES. 1985, revolutionized home console industry, introduced a new generation of games. Then 1991, Super Nintendo, the same thing, but better graphics. N64, revolutionized 3D game design, popularized the thumbstick. GameCube, same thing, better graphics. So you can see where that's going. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Wii, motion controls, whatever. Now we've got the Switch, revolutionized portable gaming by being a hybrid console, introduced the idea of uh, modular control configurations, then same thing but better graphics question mark if we think that's what's going to happen with the switch 2 or whatever the successor is to the switch i think that's probably a safe bet yeah for sure
1: plus what's wrong with that like what's the ps3 ps4 ps5 been you know, it's the same thing, All better themeshit. graphics, you know. They tried oh let's add six axis motion control and a touchpad to the, the PS4 controller and none of it stuck. It was literally same thing, better graphics.
2: Why did they put those bloody lights on the top of the PS4 controller? Because they
1: wanted it to work with the motion the uh Playstation yeah, the I and then it, just it would be the motion controls without having to have the you know, the controller with the ball on top?
2: Connect, was it?
1: No, it was PlayStation Move. And they had like they had like they had like four games for the PlayStation move. One of them was Heavy Rain, and you had to do the stupid like actions to open the door with the motion controller. Oh, I remember you talking
0: about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
1: when the Wii was popular, everyone was like, We should get in on this motion stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh so this one comes from is Yum. What video game soundtrack do you like most? I think we've talked about this before, so we'll keep it tight. Um for me, uh shout outs to Undertale, uh, the first two Pokemon games, uh, or series, I guess, and Animal Crossing. Yeah. Okay. Those are all favorites of mine.
1: I like Undertale, Stardew Valley, Shenmue, uh, and I actually really like, strangely, the MIDI Monopoly Windows, like, 95 game. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> all such right. a random cool. pick. <laughs> oh shout out to life is Strange's music too that's like more yeah, of a soundtrack than original yeah, music but there's really good music yeah it's good shit in it though
2: i tend to listen to which mentioned witcher a lot today witcher soundtrack when i'm working uh sure. i i can't listen to stuff with lyrics when i'm working and I, I
0: like orchestral stuff shout out to uh delta rune too forgot that one Mm-hmm. same kind of deal and then like the zelda orchestral scores oh yeah you know you get them
2: with like the pre-orders of I think it was Skyward Sword was the 25th anniversary soundtrack. Those
0: as well. Awesome. Uh, So what do you think of the leaks of Pokemon Sword and Shield? Oh, sorry. This one comes from Ram. Welcome back, Ram. Uh, Been a while since we heard from you. Uh, What do you think of the leaks of Pokemon Sword and Shield? Did they dampen your excitement at all? Did you spoil yourself with them? Would you have leaked it better if it was you?
1: I have avoided them all. I went on holiday for a week. I came back. I saw Pixel's mute list that he was circulating on Twitter to get everyone to avoid the leaks. I managed to miss everything. That was great.
0: I I caught a few of them because when Pixel first threw out the flag for our Discord, I was the only one moderating. So I was, like, trying to keep on top of it. So I saw leaks of the starter evolutions and, like, a few other random things. But, like, it was mostly stuff that I already knew about, like the elephant Pokemon and stuff like that. So I wasn't, like, too bothered by it. So I'm still going in, like, mostly blind, which I'm I'm happy about
2: i think i've seen like
0: everything now <clears throat> everything that's leaked i've seen at least once or twice does
1: that does that disappoint you no
0: no the, the only thing that dampened my excitement was i really liked sobble and i hate its final evolution so i'm glad i spoiled that one for myself because i'm not going to use it now
2: mm-hmm.
0: i kind of see like sometimes as long as leaks don't ruin storyline and stuff like that like pokemon they're just showing you the characters that or in the game for me i i want to be surprised by those things though you know like i'd like to like catch things just oh this is a cool pokemon i want to catch it rather than being like i already know all of them these are the ones i'm going to use
2: like I, said, I don't i don't pick and
0: choose based on how they look and i didn't really get into
2: like the typing and stuff so i was just looking at the designs going wow i overall i generally really like the designs um yeah. and for me that doesn't spoil anything
0: would you have leaked it better if it was you, Pixel? Of course I would. Yeah, easy.
1: Drawings. I want, I want drawings of each of the leaks now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And this one's from Ram2. Uh, what's your favorite starter before and after seeing the leaked final evolutions? Yeah, I, it's got to be Grookey now, I mm. guess, because before it was Sobble. I liked Sobble. I hate Sobble's line. Grookey's is the least offensive. But I honestly think this might be the first game where I just ditch my starter. Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: like School Bunny. I
1: haven't seen any of the evolutions, but I like School Bunny.
2: Okay, School Bunny is acceptable. It's okay. not great, but it's acceptable. Um, I'm probably gonna ditch my stars too. To be fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, last question comes from Chris. Question for Steve: How was your holiday? We'll talk about it on After Dark, Chris. <laughs> it was good,
1: though. Thank you.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right, so uh thank you to all of you uh who wrote in. Um again, if you want to get your questions right on the air, you can hit me up at com, visit us over on our Discord and join the podcast channel and uh take part in the conversation. We uh you know, we'd love to make a habit of doing this every week. We've been getting tons of questions when we throw up the uh, you know, the old uh pot signal. So um yeah, keep writing in and we'll keep reading them. Uh okay. So um one more time, if you want to support the show, remember uh you can go and um Hit us up, you know, anywhere Loopots is on the web, which is damn near everywhere. But visit us at LootPots.com. Follow at loopots on Twitter. Join the Discord. Subscribe and click the notification bell over on the YouTube channel. Uh, visit us at Twitch.tv slash LootPots. And, uh, you know follow us so you can get notifications when we go live with Pokemon. Um, we're doing stuff all over the place, so uh, we hope that you'll come connect with us, and uh, if you really want to go above and beyond, you know, again, you can head over to patreon.com slash hit us at that $5 level, get access to After Dark and hear all about Steve's holiday. So that wraps it up. Uh, thanks for joining me this week, boys. It's good to have you all back. It's good to be back. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Shut up, Pete. It's ended. It's over. <laughs>